This is IFO Podcast Series, the official podcast from IFO Show, the one and only talk show about every IELTS that helps you to reach your dream. The IELTS Face Off Studio is always one of my most favorite places to be, and today it's going to be. So much more exciting because there's somebody I'm, I've been wanting to meet, and I've seen her on YouTube. But she's right here in Bone Hi. and Skin. <laughs> Thank Hi. you for having me on the show. It's so great to have you. By the way, your hair looks amazing today. Thank you. I'm, I do it myself. So. <laughs> oh, okay, so we got a lot to chat about. So shall we just mm -hmm. sit right down and talk about beauty? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, have a seat. Well, we're gonna talk all about beauty today. So, Jin, hey. what is your best beauty advice? Don't forget to remove your makeup, and then don't forget to moisturize and put sunscreen. Mm. So you started this while you were still in college, mm -hmm. and it's been a while. You know, how did you even start off a, a YouTube channel with close to seven hundred thousand followers? Well, actually, I didn't have any um, preparation before, and I haven't even like thought about it. Um, in the summer, I was just too bored, and I watched a lot of YouTube videos then, and I was like. Okay, I should start my own channel. Mm -hmm. So I went to the library and borrowed the um, tripod there. And then I had the camera that my dad bought for me like two years ago. And then, yeah, that's how it started. <laughs> Do you think women should look good? Um, I think women should feel good. Mm. Like they don't have to look good in order to feel good. Mm. If they feel good in like sweatpants or no makeup, that's what they can do. So, you know, with regards to your large following base, mm -hmm. um, do you enjoy the fame, or has that has that created difficulties for you? I feel like I enjoy it more when I was in the U.S. when I can like walk out the door and nobody knows who I am. But uh, now I have to be more like um, pay more attention to how I look and like what I say in public or even like online. So it's kind of um, strange to me at first, even now, like after four years, sometimes I still can't get used to it. Like for example, when I received some like really um, negative feedback, mm -hmm. I still like don't understand how people can like talk to somebody like that because I myself don't um, really ever like talk negatively to people. So, <laughs> how do you deal with those criticisms? Well, you have to get used to it. <laughs> um, at first, I was like really sad, and remember there was one time I was sitting at lunch with my uh, all of my friends, and I was like scrolling down my phone, and I read something about me, and I was like, I don't even know who that person is, and I was like, how can she like know a lot about me? But like some even something was not even true. And she just talked about it like she was like under my bed or something. <laughs> I was like shocked, and I bursted into tears like at lunch. And all my friends were like, "What's wrong?" But like two hours later, I thought it was like really stupid. <laughs> I don't even know who she was. Like, why do I have to cry? Yeah. I did not like the fact that you had to cry, <laughs> but I liked the imagery of how she was like under your bed, <laughs> and, like a spy. I mean, like it doesn't matter what people think because, um, for, like, when you live in like a family with like four people, of course you have different opinions about stuff, and I think that's okay if I have like seven hundred thousand people around me and they all have different opinions, and I should like respect that. Mm. 
So what I kind of like to tell people all the time is, right, you know, what you do doesn't necessarily have to be related to what you studied. And of course, nobody actually goes to school and mm -hmm. learn how to be a beauty blogger. Yeah. Um, so for you, what have you really, really learned, you know, within the past couple of years that you're doing this? Mm, I think my biggest lesson is time management. Um, a lot of people think to be a beauty blogger, you just need to like sit down in front of the camera and just be pretty and show all the stuff that you have, but it's not that easy. Um, you have to plan the video and then you shoot it and then time to edit. And then of course you can't just edit a video the same after like, after like four years, right? You have to change the style and have, you have to learn. And I have never been to any editing school or filming school or even like makeup school. So I have to learn everything by myself. And um, I think it's pretty interesting that I can learn everything through YouTube too. What has been, I would say, your biggest breakthrough ever since you were young until now? Before I was a beauty blogger, I was pretty shy, I think. When I posted my first video, all my friend was like, wow, you actually doing this? I think that's my biggest breakthrough. It's not like I'm famous now, but I'm not shy anymore. And I can show people my ability to create. Now, I, I'm also very curious to actually explore the commercial side of, mm -hmm. of your work, right? How does it feel to be sponsored by a brand for the first time? And does that actually influence, you know, the objectivity mm -hmm. of your reviews? Yeah, I actually got this question a lot. Um, my first time, it was not a lot of money, but it was the first time that I ever got sponsored. So I was like really excited. But you know, when you got the money from the brand, it, you actually have more pressure to do that video because uh, the pressure is from the brand because you need to uh, try the product first. Every time I receive an email, I always ask them like, can you give me at least like three or four weeks to try the product out? Because my skin is pretty sensitive too. And you know, maybe some products can work for me, but it doesn't mean that it will work for you. So people need to understand that uh, we try our best to try the product ourselves first. Mm -hmm. And then in order to like advertise for the brand, we need to come up with like the same idea. Cause maybe some brand will say like, you have to say this and you have to say that. And I said, no, like I will say it, but like in my own way, or if it didn't work for me, then I just have to reject the project. Mm -hmm. um, and then the pressure from the viewers too. Uh, usually some people, when they see that that video got sponsored, they will be like, oh, I don't want to watch it anymore. And I, I don't trust your opinion anymore. And that makes me kind of sad, but um, I just have to accept that. But um, I already tried the product out, so there's nothing else I can do. <laughs> mm. All right. So. If there's that one thing that you, you think, you know, people who are Vietnamese millennials in general can take away from the, the time with you today, what, what is that going to be? A lot of my followers are teenagers and they in middle school or high school. I don't just don't want them to think that um, makeup can change who you are because you don't have to wear makeup. You have to show who you are to the people around you and what you can do to them. That's very, very awesome. One of the things that I'm so, so curious to know is what's your favorite book? So I've been reading a book called uh, The Power of Habit. Uh, that book is actually talk about something that we don't usually pay attention. 
actually our daily habit, how it will help your brain to think and just do everything more effectively. And if you're interested to explore the same book that Ching Fam is exploring, go up to tiki.vn and look for the book that you desire. <laughs> this is IFO Podcast. You can follow IFO on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, or Twitter. If you haven't followed it yet, go to Spotify and follow. Thank you for listening.